Meanwhile, in the Podomatic.com commissary... <sighs> this is nice. Good to be with you guys before the show starts. It's always a full table when you have Hot Toddy, Ollie, and Orson Welles, right? Station! Nothing is more important than the simple act of people getting together. Mm, that's good. Hey, Ollie, would you mind passing the sugar, please? No, 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 the sugar. Fried biscuits! No, give me the sugar, not the biscuits. Give me the- Food! No! Give me the damn sugar for my coffee! We don't have time for this, we're about- Will you just give me the sugar? Hashtag butt cheeks! Would you stop and just give me the- Give me the damn sugar! Your mom! Okay, that's real nice. Mr. Wells, would you mind passing me the sugar? Yes. Thank you. See, Ollie, why can't you be more like Mr. Wells? He's articulate, he's sophisticated, he's responsible, he's an all-around great guy. Thank you, Mr. Wells. Penis. Oh, for God's sakes, forget it. I'm out of here. Overly sensitive! I quit. Just a handful for the road. Oh, what luck. There's a French fry stuck in my beard. Oh, yeah. Live from wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this, it's the Smokin' Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, starring Ollie, Miss Pingrino, DJ Poor, Sheila, D.A. Williams, and Orson Welles, and featuring me, your announcer, Doc Summit. And now, here's your host, Hot Toddy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome once again to the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. I'm Hot Toddy. It's great to be here, and I mean that literally. Because it has been a crazy week thus far. For those of you who don't know, I work for a top 40 station here in Knoxville called Star 102.1. I do all their live events on site, and we've had a bunch of those this week, including one this morning. And they've all been in the sweltering, sweltering heat. On top of that, I'm also on the air on Star, Sunday mornings from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. So I've been getting prepped for that. And, of course, I co-host the uh, the sister show to the Smoking Hot Toddcast, Smells Like 90s Rock, late night Friday nights uh, from midnight to 2 a.m. on 90.3 The Rock, W-U-T-K. And I've been getting everything ready for that. And if that wasn't enough, if that's not enough, I'm also the substitute traffic reporter for one of the news stations here in town, W-A-T-E Channel 6, and all of our traffic reports broadcast on Star 102.1 and two of our four sister stations, Q100.3 Country and Classic Hits 93.1 WNOX. And those aren't hard to do. Those are actually very easy to do, but I have to do them from 5.30 in the morning to 8.30 in the morning, and then come back again from 3.30 in the afternoon to 6 in the evening. So, needless to say, exhausted is an understatement. And I really am glad that I could still do this podcast this week because I really wanted to do this ep- episode. But you know what? It's all a blast. It's a, re- it's a real blast to get to do all of this stuff. I mean, how, how often can people say they get to do a little bit of everything at different times? And I'm, I'm really excited about doing the podcast this week because this week's episode is going to be fun. This week's episode is called The Brett Michaels Experiment. And the reason why is because I saw him perform over the weekend. Now, we have a country western themed nightclub here in Knoxville called the Cotton Eye Joe, and our country station Q100.3 goes out there all the time for tons of events, and this was one of them. However, they were a little short-staffed this weekend because they had other events going on, so I, of Star 102.1, the Top 40 station, and our special guest this week on the Smoking Hot Toddcast, DJ Tanner, 
of Hot 104.5, the rhythmic station here in town. We went on their behalf, and so we conducted a little experiment of just observing the fans of Brett Michaels and observing the atmosphere and just kind of soaking it all in because we're not regular attendees of the Cotton Eye Joe, if you will. So it was definitely an experience just to be in there. So we wanted to get the feel of what was going on, so we did our little experiment called the Brett Michaels Experiment, thus the name of this week's episode. It was a real eye-opening experience, to say the least, and you're going to be joining DJ Tanner and I on this wild roller coaster. We'll also be talking about UT basketball drama that's going on in Knoxville right now, and old things that are made new again thanks to the internet. And of course, what would the Smoking Hot Toddcast be without a brand spanking new Ollie Report? So you keep it locked right here for episode three of the Smoking Hot Toddcast. You're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. This is Hot Toddy, and tonight we begin the Brett Michaels Experiment. I'm here with DJ Tanner, and we're on our way to the Cotton Eye Joe now for the Brett Michaels Show. DJ Tanner, what can we expect to see tonight at tonight's show? Well, Hot Toddy, I'm expecting a lot of uh, leather, bedazzled things, (laughs) Um, bleach, hydrogen peroxide, Poor choices, low morals, and uh, neck tattoos. Neck tattoos, for sure. I think we've seen those all too often. But uh, just I'm just putting it out there. Any event at the at the Joe, we'll put it that way. Any event at the Joe, you're going to see neck tattoos. Uh, but yeah, so the Brett Michaels experiment continues. We're on our way now to greet the minions that will be walking in for Brett Michaels. Whores! <laughs> <laughs> And now, Random Thoughts by Hot Toddy. I started out with nothing. I still have most of it. And that was Random Thoughts by Hot Toddy. Well, we have done it again. I didn't think it was possible, but we have officially done it yet again. The University of Tennessee Athletics Department has hired yet another coach that violated NCAA policies. Ugh! We hired Rick Barnes, was like a couple of months ago, for the University of Tennessee men's basketball team. He looked like a fantastic coach. He looked like he had a lot of guts and looked like he was really into the game and really into coming here and making this program into something great. And then last week, it's revealed that he, too, may have violated NCAA policies. Now, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, who live outside Tennessee or may not know UT very well, uh, our last basketball coach, a man by the name of Donnie Tyndall, he was hired uh, this time last year in the summer of 2014. And right before the season started, it was revealed that when he was at Mississippi, his um, his last school, that he violated NCAA policies. I mean, like one right after the other. I mean, it was like hardly even hidden. And they were just finding them left and right. He finished out the season, got us through just a very moderate, not really eventful season. And uh, at the end of it, he was let go. He was fired. And so we had to go find yet another coach. And we found an- Oh, we found another one. We found another one. He, too, violated NCAA policies at his last school, which was Texas. So, you know, I- I'm just so confused about this whole thing. What what goes on in the heads of the people, these interviewers, these people who go out to find these coaches for us, you know? What goes to Dave Hart? I mean, you think Dave Hart, the athletic director, would sit there and say, okay, let's investigate this next person, you know? Let's sit down and let's crack down and let's figure out what we need to know 
before we do this because, I mean, we could just be setting ourselves up for failure. And it looks like they've probably done it again. Uh, I mean, the investigations are going on right now, and uh, nothing has really been proven just yet. But, I mean, they're, they're pretty sure that they found some violations. And if they're, if they're bad enough, as bad as the ones that Donnie Tindall went through, we're going to lose Rick Barnes at the end of this season. So, you know, it's just, it's just a big mess going on right now. And, of course, you know, Bruce Pearl, who's probably probably been our most popular coach in the recent history uh, he was with us from uh, 2005 to 2011 he too violated uh, NCAA policies by holding private functions at his home and doing things doing things for players and in and for you know recruits that he shouldn't have been doing and uh, got him into a lot of trouble so he was let go because of that the only coach that has not broken any laws and actually was probably one of the best coaches we've had uh, was a guy named Conzo Martin who was in between Bruce Pearl and Donnie Tindall uh, he was with us uh, from 2011 to 2000 14 and he uh I mean, he was he was great I mean he was really good I mean I wouldn't say he was an outstanding coach but I mean yeah but he obviously followed policies you know he followed the rules and on top of that he gave us some good seasons and in fact his last season which was 2014 um he got us not only to the NCAA tournament but he got us into the sweet 16 I mean that, that was incredible I mean you know that that hadn't happened to us in a long time up to that point but because his seasons were kind of moderate they weren't you know outstanding they weren't just amazing the the University of Tennessee fans got on his case and were calling for his resignation and this and blah, blah, blah. And unfortunately, that I don't know, for any of you listening in other states, especially in the SEC, uh, I don't know if it's the same way with you that if, if one wrong thing comes in their path, they're immediately like, oh, well, we got to fire this guy. We've got to find somebody new. But that's how they were with Conzo, and he got, and got us to the Sweet 16 and everything, and then we, then we lost. And uh, but I mean that was okay. We we were fine with it. We're like, oh, Conzo, you know, you you demand, you got us there. We can't wait for next season. Sorry, got a new job offer. I'm leaving Knoxville, so I don't have to put up with this crap anymore. And that, and that's exactly what he did. He left because essentially we ran him out of town, and and they felt bad about it after it was over. You know, but you know that's just the typical situation. I guess it is sometimes. But uh, but yeah, here we are again, another policy violator. And so you know, again, the question arises. What do they do? What is their screening process? What is their interviewing process? How can they not weed out the people who are committing crimes in the eyes of the NCAA from the people who will actually follow follow the rules and get us some W's, you know? What is the system? I have no idea. But I can tell you right now, I have the solution to this problem. It is the solution to end all solutions to finding a good coach. You know, finding a new basketball coach can be stressful and almost impossible to do. Oh, he's a great coach. He's won his three championships. Great recruiting score. He's brought in a lot of money to the university, and he's just an all-around great guy. So to make sure you're finding the right one and at the best price, just say, Show me the coach facts! At CoachFacts.com, we thoroughly investigate every single coach in the United States and weed out all the morons who decide to violate NCAA policies so this doesn't happen to you. He's a true American patriot. He served in the war on terror. He came back. He pulled this basketball team out of the ditch and made this program what it is today. He's looked at as the greatest coach in American history. I don't think you're going to find anybody more qualified for the job than this person right here. Show me the coach facts. Uh, uh, did I mention his coaching score? Uh, he, he's got 200 wins and one loss. Show me the coach facts. He's got nice hair. Show me the coach facts. He, he knows how to shoot a BB gun. Show me the coach facts. He knows how to shoot a real gun. Show me the coach facts. He, he, he likes turkey. Show me the coach facts. 
So the next time you're looking for the best basketball coach available, just say, Show me the coach facts. Hot toddy. Hot toddy. Hot toddy. You're tuned into the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, who's always looking real good. Hey, does this soup make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does. All right, we are now at the Cotton Eye Joe. We've had a chance to look around the room. We've, we've heard sound checks. We've heard music. We've seen dancing. DJ Tanner's here with me again. What, what have you noticed so far since we've been here? We've in, infiltrated the, the pact. Um, they've not noticed us yet. They have not. <laughs> or turned on us. They have not turned on us yet. That's true. They've looked at us, but they've kept walking. As have we. Exactly. And that's, that's okay. But we've infiltrated the lair. We're seeing the surroundings. We gotta learn these songs because we're all singing along. <laughs> and we gotta learn the dances too. We're just sitting there. We don't know what's going on, people. You don't understand. We're so lost here. Please help us. You're listening to the most splendiferous, the most fantastic, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts the Smoking Hot Toddcast. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. So I don't think it gets any more bizarre than this story right here. A gentleman by the name of Eduardo Garcia was arrested the other day because he called the 911 dispatch to ask the dispatcher out and to brag about his muscles. That was it. That was the entire reason why he called 911. After the call, and after the dispatcher had to awkwardly say no, she had other plans, officers traced the call to Garcia and went to his home and essentially let him off with a warning. But as the police were walking away, Garcia said to them, and I quote, he wanted to headbutt them and kill them, and then proceeded to spit on the officers. So Garcia was then arrested for battery of a police officer, and of course, misusing the emergency call system. But isn't it every woman's dream to get that stranger call, you know, from their Romeo, only had only to brag about his muscles and then go in for the kill and ask you out? No? Oh, that's right, you're a human being. So better luck next time to Eduardo and the dating world. Now, unfortunately, we don't have the audio to this call, but I think we can all imagine what it might have sounded like. 911, what's your emergency? Help! Help! I'm being held up by these incredible muscles. I- I'm sorry, what is your emergency? i tell you what the emergency is. It's to be this damn good looking. Sir, are you alright? Honey, I'm probably better than everybody in the world. Ah, oh, yeah. Um, sir, this is an emergency line. I'm going to have to ask you to hang up. I would, but my muscles are too busy flexing. I can't get over how shiny they are. They just glisten in the light. Oh. Sir, someone just called in and said they were carrying their own head. I can make my pecs bounce. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, is it cold in here? Mm, looks like it. Someone else just called in now and said they were on fire. I'll tell you someone who's on fire. This guy. Oh. Sir, the point I'm getting at is that you have to hang the f*** up. Ooh, getting frisky, are we? Honey, you sound cute. What's your name? Hang up. Oh, I will. After you say yes to going out on a date with me, uh, you know you want to. You can't resist these impeccable muscles. Watcha, gonna flex my butt. Uh, you've never seen butt muscles quite like those. Maybe if you'll come over, I'll clinch them in person for you. You're an ass. 
Ooh, you a little freak, huh? Oh, okay. Girl, won't you trace this call so you come on over? Because you know you want to go out with me, baby. You know what? You know what? I will trace your call. Awesome. So you coming over? Okay, yes. And now, Random Thoughts by Hot Toddy. I finally got my mind together. Now my body's falling apart. And that was Random Thoughts by Hot Toddy. You know, I really wish this episode had been about my weekend at Bonnaroo, talking about all the different concerts that I saw and and adding in interviews that I did with the celebrities there, the performers and the artists, and then interviews with people that are there who are enjoying the festival. I mean, there's like an endless supply of things to do and things to talk about from Bonnaroo, and this whole episode could have been revolved around that, but unfortunately... I cannot afford to go to Bonnaroo. I have never, in the years that it was been about 10, 11 years now that Bonnaroo has been around, maybe a little bit more, I have never been to Bonnaroo. And uh, it kind of bums me out. It's like the one thing that I've, that I've always really wanted to do and never really gotten to do. At the same time, though, it does kind of creep me out that I would have to sleep in tents and be outside 24 hours a day uh, with no showers. I'm kind of a hygienic person, and I also get hot easily. And uh, I, that kind of turns me off. But at the same time, I think it would be so worth it to get to see some of the artists that Bonnaroo brings in. So, again, I'm kind of bummed I didn't get to go to Bonnaroo again. But I do know someone who did. He goes every year, and I live vicariously through him. The Smokin' Hot Toddcast presents The Ollie Report, a segment dedicated to extremely professional and hard-hitting journalism. Reports on headlines straight off the news ticker through the eyes of Ollie. And now, The Ollie Report. Hello and welcome to The Ollie Report. I'm Hot Toddy and we are back. And Ollie actually had a little bit of a celebration over the weekend because, uh, well, he managed to snag some tickets and he went to go see Bonnaroo over the weekend in Manchester, Tennessee. And uh, it's really awesome that he got to do this and he went and covered Bonnaroo for us. And so now, without further ado, here to talk about Bonnaroo is our very own Ollie. Ollie, how are you doing, sir? Trippy, man. Okay, I wasn't expecting that. Um, so I, I take you had a good time at, at Bonnaroo. Freak freely, dude! Oh, okay. Well, um, Ollie, uh, I mean, I, I guess you, you saw everybody. I mean, who was some of your favorite performances? And then the moon came out, and it was like Jerry willed it. Okay, I'm starting to get kind of an idea of how your weekend went uh, out there, Ollie. Um... Well, tell me, well, tell me, how was Mumford & Sons? Everyone's been saying that that was an incredible performance. Um, how were they? You gotta share the wealth, man. You gotta learn to love each other. That's the only way we get by in this world. Station. Biscuits. Okay, so I guess Mumford & Sons went pretty well, then. When light shines upon you, that's when life enters you. That made no sense, Ollie. Uh, so overall, Ollie, what would you say was your, was your favorite performance? Who really just nailed it? There was nothing to nail, Hot Toddy. It was all down, and we were there to love it. Ollie, look, man, we need to know what happened at Bonnaroo. I mean, I can go to any other source, but since this is your thing, uh, we'd like, and you were there, for God's sake, why don't you just uh, give us an update? Well, how was Tears for Fears? Everyone was saying they did an amazing job. How was their performance? Riding on a cosmic freight train. Ollie! <laughs> Ollie, Ollie, just... <laughs> Ollie, I, I don't even want to know what you did out there. Group love. 
love hot toddy. I certainly hope you're talking about the band. If not, we need to get you some penicillin ASAP. I'll, just, just talk to us here. I picked at least 200 lilies. And all I could do was think how beautiful I was. All right, Ollie, all right, all right. Let me, I'm going to cut you off right there. Um, Ollie, w- what did you do while you were at Bonnaroo? I lived, Hotati. I lived. Biscuits. Station. Hashtag music. Hashtag Billy Joel. Yes, okay, Billy Joel. That was the main attraction of the weekend. How was Billy Joel? He had to have been absolutely incredible in that atmosphere, in that festival atmosphere. He had to have been amazing. It was almost as if he let us live. It it was as if we were dying and he gave us life. Okay, that's weird, but at least I got you talking about the show. Um, so you say he was great, right? Because people have been saying how awesome he sounds. Even at 66, he could still play like he's in his 20s. I mean, that had to have been an incredible performance. I didn't know what Earth was, Hot Toddy. I didn't know what life was. Hashtag sports. Hashtag excitement. Your face. Okay, Ollie, just, uh, we need to know right now, uh, because we might have to do a PSA following this particular Ollie report. What did you do while you were out there? I told you. I lived. It was incredible. You're, you're actually talking like a normal human being. I think our listeners are going to get scared and run away. This is, not, this is very unlike you. You're so mellow. So we need to know, what did you do at Bonnaroo? Oh, well, I saw all the performances, and I thought they were very, very, very fantastic. Of course, Mumford & Sons were incredible. Hosier nailed it, absolutely nailed it. Billy Joel, of course, the main attraction, an amazing concert. And I am very much looking forward to Bonnaroo 2016. You're just putting us on again, aren't you? Station! You suck! That's going to do it for the Ollie Report this week. Tune in next time for another headline ripped from the Ollie News Ticker. Until then, have a good day and an Ollieful week. Ollie Smoking Hot Toddcast promos. Take one. All right, Ollie, just say this is Ollie and you're listening to the uh, the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Show, podcast, station! Okay. All right, Ollie, this time just say uh, this is Ollie and you're listening to the Smoking... No, that's not... Oh, jeez. All right, Ollie, this time just say, this is the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Biscuits! Damn it! Okay, Ollie, just say the words, the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Can you do that at least? I'm outside, I see people, I see grass and trees and buildings! I hate you. The Smokin' Hot Todd... Smokin' Hot Toddcast! You suck, Ollie! Okay, I'm back here with DJ Tanner. We're in Cotton Eye Joe right now. We just had an experience with some, with one of the patrons here, but she was not that excited about seeing Brett Michaels. No, no, but I think uh, I think she was testing us to see if we were outsiders. Exactly. She didn't know for sure if we were on their side or on her side. She wanted to make sure. She badmouthed Brett Michaels to see if we would bite. We didn't. She did. She badmouthed them and said great things about Vanilla Ice. To yeah. get on your side, uh-huh. and then, and then we kind of all just talked for a while. So it was like normal behavior. Yep. I didn't expect that here at Brett Michaels and the Cotton Eye Joe. We were in like a, a staring contest, but a conversation. Who was gonna lead first? Exactly. We were gonna interview her, but we thought, eh, maybe not. But I left first. Yeah, he did. He ran away. I stayed for a bit, but then I ran away too. So, but they, she didn't chase us. We're still alive. And we're still okay right now as we continue the Brett Michaels experiment at the Cotton Eye Joe. Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Well, I know you heard about this, but did you hear it when it actually happened? Or did you hear it last week? I'm talking, of course, about the fact that Golden Girl star Rue McClanahan's obituary went viral just last week 
even though she passed away in June of 2010. I thought it was the most bizarre thing in the world when so many of my friends took to Facebook and said, oh, it's so sad Rue McClanahan has passed away. Such a loss. I can't believe it. We're losing everybody this week because Christopher Lee passed away last week as well. But it was, but then everybody was like, uh, she died a long time ago. Five years ago, to be exact. So my question is, how does that happen? How does something that happened five years ago, or even longer than that, or hell, even shorter than that, how does something that's old news go viral now? The whole point of the internet is if something new happens, it immediately goes viral. And I think the internet was at that point in 2010, and I'm pretty sure that her death went viral then. So why this all of a sudden? Why, why did this come out of the woodwork? I have no idea. But it made me think, what if this is a continuing trend? Good evening and welcome to Old News Making News Now. Here are tonight's top stories. We begin with some sad news, unfortunately. Rue McClanahan has passed away. She was 76 at the time of her death in 2010. And some even more sad news from the world of late night television. After 30 years on the air, the king of late night, Johnny Carson, has decided to step down as host to make room for Jay Leno. We wish Johnny the best. And this just in, Johnny Carson dead at 79. Well, it looks as though after a bitter campaign, George W. Bush will be elected president over Al Gore, even though Gore won the popular vote. Now, I shouldn't show my politics, but I think I can safely speak for everybody when I say the next four to eight years are going to be the best years in America's history. We have some more late night news for you as well. Lorne Michaels has announced that he will be stepping down as executive producer of Saturday Night Live and will be taking the entire cast of the show with him. The cast including Jane Curtin, Garrett Morris, Bill Murray, Lorraine Newman, Gilda Radner, and Harry Shearer. And this just in, Lorne Michaels returns as executive producer of Saturday Night Live with an all-star cast including Anthony Michael Hall, Robert Downey Jr., and Randy Quaid. Once again, I speak for everyone when I say this will be the greatest cast in this show's history. And it has become official. President Richard Nixon will resign from office following the horrific Watergate scandal. Vice President Gerald Ford will take his place until the next election. And we have some breaking news from Michigan. Teamster Jimmy Hoffa has gone missing. His whereabouts are unknown at this point. More info as the story develops. Well, it's official, and I don't think anyone here is stunned by the news. Titanic is now the highest-grossing movie of all time. And unfortunately, we end with some sad news tonight. President Abraham Lincoln was shot and killed at Ford's Theater by Southern sympathizer John Wilkes Booth. Our hearts go out to the Lincoln family. And that's old news making news now for tonight. Thanks for joining us. And now, Random Thoughts by Hot Toddy. That's funny. I don't remember being absent-minded. And that was Random Thoughts by Hot Toddy. All right, Hot Toddy and DJ Tanner back here. We've actually found a Brett Michaels, Brett Michaels fan to the show. Now, what's your name, darling? Every rose has its thorn. Shut up, Tammy. <laughs> okay, so Tammy, so clearly you're a big fan of Brett Michaels, right? I have been coming to Brett Michaels shows for. Ever, I was here in November. He was here in November, and you know he almost died. Yes, he almost died, and he came back from the dead so he could be here tonight and sing to me again. And I love him so much, and I want to know. I want to know if his bandana like smells like bread. <laughs> uh, that's does a question. Smell like poison? Does it smell like poison? That's the question for the ages. So one would say you're excited about this, correct? Yeah. Oh, oh. So they've got these like chairs up by the stage, yeah. and I'm gonna stand on my chair, 
And I'm, I want to touch him. I didn't get to touch him last time because he almost died. Yeah. But this time I'm going to touch him just in case he does. Okay. Are you, uh, are you afraid of any kind of uh, anybody commandeering you and throwing you out for doing Dude, anything like that? Dude, let them try. Let them try. They tried last time and they couldn't even get me out of the door. I held onto the cow. I see. All right. DJ Tanner, this is very interesting. This is very great research, true. don't you think? It's true. Don't tell Pete about the cow, though. I mean, uh, yeah. is the cow okay? It wasn't real. It's the one by the door. But still, Dan, you know. Dad, I got to go. My food's ready. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it. That's a diehard Brett Michaels fan <laughs> at the Brett Michaels Experiment. It ain't at- nothing. It's a cut, Joe. You're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host. Todd. Just Todd. Todd is helpful, and Todd is there for you. Uh, well, it's actually Hot Toddy. Oh, well, pardon me, Mr. Perfect! So as the Brett Michaels experiment comes to a close, and we see all the Brett Michaels fans in their natural habitat honoring the man who's on stage right now at the Cotton Eye Joe, it's a wondrous thing to see. They're glued to the stage right now. Nobody is paying attention to anything else. Something could explode in here, and nobody would know. It's absolutely incredible thing to see. And with that in mind, we finish once and for all the Brett Michaels experiment. And now, for your listening pleasure, I am proud to bring you Brett Michaels right here on the Smoking Hot Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 
seem to love that night of fire No words to say Instead of making love We both made ourselves On the Smoking Hot Toddcast. So what did we learn from the Brett Michaels experiment? We learned that no matter how old you are, there's always that one musician that makes you go crazy. There's always that one musician that you want to go see every single time he performs, no matter when it is, no matter how old you are, no matter how old he or she is. You want to go check them out no matter what. And old people like to get drunk, bottom line. I, I've never seen that. Like, I'm 26 years old. I don't really want to get drunk, like, ever. But it, old people want to get drunk, like, all the time. So, hey, more power to them. But anyway, all kidding aside, it was a lot of fun. Brett Michaels was incredible. As you heard, there was a little Every Rose Has Its Thorn for you there at the end. It was a great show, and the crowd was fantastic. Brett was fantastic, and it was a great night. And we have had a lot of fun this week on the Smoking Hot Toddcast. I want to thank you all for tuning in. I also want to just thank you for tuning in uh, over the last three weeks because it's been incredible. I mean, the, the response that we've been getting on Podomatic.com has been insatiable. I mean, you guys have been giving us so much great feedback, and we love you for it. But that's going to do it for this week. We are going to take a well-deserved week off, and then we will be back with our 4th of July celebration, so you won't want to miss that. That's going to be a lot of fun as well. I want to thank a million times over our special guests for this week's episode, DJ Tanner of Hot 104.5. You can catch DJ Tanner every Saturday night on the Saturday Night Throwdown on Hot 104.5 here in Knoxville from 8 p.m. to midnight. I'd also like to thank Krisha from the Q100.3 Morning Show. She was actually playing the girl that we interviewed, and she was a real sport for doing that. So big thanks to Krisha, big thanks to DJ Tanner. And with that in mind, we are going to wrap this up. As always, you can follow me on social media. Just look up Hot Toddy on Facebook and Periscope, at Hot Toddy 90102 on Twitter, and Hottest underscore Toddy on Instagram. You can also follow some of the cast members on Twitter. Miss Pengrino, at Pengrino. Sheila at Sheila Hawk and our announcer Doc Summit at Kev Summit. And you can also follow DJ Tanner and Krisha from Q100.3 on all social media. It would take forever to name them all off on here and you'd probably get confused. So just go look at the description of this week's episode and you will find all of their information there. Go follow them on social media as well. As I said before, we're going to take a week off, but we will be back in two weeks for our 4th of July celebration. So we'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in again this week. And until next time, this is Hot Toddy saying bye. Bye.